Good morning. It's Saturday. I'm in the office. You know what that means. The Saturday Morning Hustle podcast. Today, I have some very practical advice for you that doesn't sound like the sexiest thing for a Saturday, but it's going to help you in the long run. It's going to go very far. And this applies to everyone who owns, operates, manages, or is responsible for a business or a brand. And this is from the smallest business, small and bomb and pop, little bitty guys, all the way through the major corporations. Everyone can take advantage of these ideas. So a few things that happened to me this week give you a little bit of background as to why I'm talking about this today. I did a presentation just yesterday on Friday with my partner, Pritch Pritchard, in the Golding Group. And we did it for the YMCA for their national CMO conference, their communication marketing professionals, about the strategy of writing a protocol for crisis communication. I'll explain. Also, this week, I had a conversation with two different people about secession planning, i.e. expire or retire, when the boss, when the owner, when the head honcho is ready to not come into the office every day, that process can be very tricky and it takes some skillful negotiation and planning. And then the third thing that happened this week that all ties together for you is the I, how you deal with online comments, whether they're social media posts, actual reviews on sites like Yelp, etc., or simply uh, how people communicate about your business, about your brand online. Now, sometimes these communications are true and you just did a bad job or something happens and they're valid and people need to know and it's that's a legitimate complaint. But other times it's just people being dicks, all right? Sometimes it's former partners who want to screw you over. It's someone who doesn't like you. It's your competition. Uh, maybe it's a 12-year-old who just thinks they're being funny because they're uh, operating on a fake account. Whatever it is, you have to you have options as to how you deal with online reviews and other information about your brand about your business out that's out in the world um, online so all of these things come together in a basic concept which is you can deal with all of them well and you can be an asset to the business at the very at best or at the very least head off crisis and head off problems and avoid Fish things that would take you backwards or even kill your business if you plan ahead. If you have tons of preparation and forethought, planning, protocols in place, etc., that happens before you need it, much like the insurance policy you buy for your vehicle and for your health and for your life, etc. You need these things in place before you need them. That's where Saturday comes in. This is a great time to work on stuff like this that's outside the normal day-to-day of your business. So with that, that's the process for this podcast is to get you into the mindset of taking a Saturday or any time of the weekend or late one night, come in early one morning, or even if you have to literally carve out time during the week. And this is probably not something you do one time, but you have to start the process of doing outside strategy that's not sales related, but is the life of the business related. And that comes to when we talk about crisis communication and secession planning, we're talking about the lifeblood of a business, about how it's going to exist in the future 
especially if there's a change or a situation that happens that you're not prepared for. So succession planning is easy, right? Someone owns the business, someone's the boss, someone's the head head honcho, head person in charge, and someday they just won't be here anymore. They might retire, they might expire, they might get arrested. Who the heck knows what's going on? And this is the thing that people make mistake on succession planning is they think Beginning the process of session planning is the beginning of the end of their tenure as the boss or the owner of a business. And it's absolutely not. I've done succession plans for people 20 years ago that are still running their company, 10 and 15 years ago that are still running their company. But you just never know because none of us are guaranteed to wake up tomorrow morning. And that's the importance of succession planning is that you have to do these things beforehand. Again, much like an insurance policy, but you can't be afraid of having the conversation about what does it look like when you're not here or you're not in charge or you're not the person who has the ultimate control. As often someone who starts a business, runs a business, an entrepreneur is someone who's very stuck on having control. We all know that, right? So the idea, the conversation of succession planning can often be a little bit difficult to get initiated because whoever brings up the idea of we need to have a plan in place often is the person who is accused of trying to run a coup on the boss. That's just not the case or the scenario. And I can't tell you how many times I've seen these very successful businesses um, who all of a sudden, because they lose a leader for whatever reason, go in the tank really fast. And a lot of people lose their livelihoods, lose their jobs because there wasn't a succession plan in place because people were just too delicate to talk about it or couldn't be enough adults about it to create a real plan. And so everybody wants to be the boss or nobody wants to be the boss. These are both bad outcomes from succession planning or lack thereof. And ultimately, you need a third party individual. You need someone who's not a part of any of the groups, the cliques, who doesn't have to sit with anyone in the lunchroom or be a part of any retreat you do in the future to come in and facilitate this process. You need a professional, A, who has experience and has ideas, thought processes that are different than yours, and B, are not going to be succumbing to political pressure, favoritism, nepotism, etc., but trying to help you make decisions that are best for the business. At the end of the day, the boss, their executive team, the people that they trust, their decision-making, they're the ones who are going to make the decisions. They're the ones who are going to create a plan. And then when it comes time, put it into place. The, the third party and on entity isn't going to take that from the boss. But if you don't have someone running the process for you, it won't get done. And it definitely won't get done in the, the business comes first way. Instead, there's a lot of personal feelings, a lot of hurt feelings. You might even run off some of your best executives or mid-level people because they didn't feel they got a fair shake in that process. So you must do it. You need to do it. Every business does. It doesn't mean that you're going to die or be replaced anytime soon. It's just something that is fiduciary the same way you buy insurance for your car, your house, and your life. So definitely be looking at ways that you can Create a succession plan for yourself and then bring in a third-party individual professional to help you make sure that you've crossed the T's, dotted the I's, and that you've got a good job of making that happen. Everyone's aware of it. Everyone is trained on it. Everyone will know what to happen, what they should do in the case of an emergency scenario where the CEO, owner, et cetera, isn't there, which kind of leads you into the idea of crisis management or crisis management communication. Every business has the potential to have crisis. It could be really small stuff. It could be a rumor on the internet or a bad review online uh, that see, that's something simple and it has a short life period and something that's manageable. 
all the way through major crime, scandal, weather issues, safety. What There's a lot of things that can happen in and around a business that creates a crisis scenario. And the problem with in the past with people used to write plans. They used to have all of the, if this happens, we'll do this scenarios. Because let's face it, back in the day, right? Back in, back in mom and dad's day, grandpa's day, and life is, was easier. And you only had three TV stations, one newspaper, one radio station. You had you control the media. You, everyone knew everyone in your town, all that good stuff. It's just not like that anymore. And so there's so many opportunities for something to happen in or around our business that could harm the brand and cause insufferable damage, maybe even kill the business if the communication of that crisis isn't managed correctly. And so this is another thing I find a, a lot of executives have a hard time putting effort into crisis management and crisis preparation because they feel like, A, it's never really going to happen to us, and B, you're going to create all of this work that at the end of the day you hope you never need. Again, much like an insurance policy, but we all know the great value in insurance policy is when you do need it and it's there, it really saves your bacon. The same way with a crisis communication plan. Handling the communication around a crisis can avert crisis, can keep them from happening, definitely keep small crises from coming large. And then when the worst case scenario is happening for you, if you have any chance of all of your business surviving it, you have to have really solid communication with your stakeholders, with the public, with elected officials, with first responders, whoever it is that's involved, to make sure that everyone survives it as well as possible and comes out as good as possible on the other side if the business has any opportunity to move forward. This brings me to my last piece, which is negative reviews online and some of the just meddling that people do behind the anonymity, anonymity, ooh, I can't say that word, of social media. That's funny, right? Being anonymous on social media gives people the power often to act like they're someone else and to try to create a review or a process that looks like your business isn't all it should be, and it's not fair to you. The flip side is sometimes people have legitimate complaints online. It can be something as simple as you just got 90% of the order right for them. You did something well but not great. They want to make a complaint. Some people are, are kind of touchy that way. Sometimes people are really complaining about you really screwed up. You need to own up to it, etc. Now, those are easy. When you really make a mistake, someone complains about you online, it's real easy for someone to say, hey, we should own up to that and, and admit it and say we're sorry and fix it. It's an easy conversation. There's a lot of gray areas on this is not really accurate, but they're a real customer all the way through. That's not even a real customer, not a real client, not a real scenario. This is fake news. And ultimately into the malicious, it's competitor, it's former employees, it's people who've worked here before that are actively trying to sabotage our business. And then it gets into a whole different scenario of how you respond when, what you say, what you don't, and then controlling the process from top to bottom, from the, the CEOs and the corner office all the way through your your frontline employees who are having to usually talk to the public. They're the ones hearing the rumors, et cetera, and they need to know what to say. That is on brand and on message. And so Managing that process comes from understanding your core values, understanding what you should and shouldn't respond to, what's worked for you in the past. Uh, If you have 
the public itself, if you have customers, clients that are, will do what's called white knighting or come to your defense, it's a best case scenario where you don't even have to push back on rumors or negative responses online. And at the end of the day, and I'll be honest with you here, folks, a single one, two, three negative responses, negative reviews on Google, on Yelp, etc. Some of these, uh, these things are just aren't going to kill you. They're just not going to kill your business. There's so much noise, so much traffic, so much attention happening on all these social media platforms that the, even people doing research and trying to figure out who you are and who they, you want to do business with, um, even as far as some of your reviews at, at, at legitimate review sites like like the Better Business Bureau, et cetera, singular one, two, three comments or reviews that are negative are not going to sink your business. And honestly, if your business is weak enough that that can sink it, you're already in trouble for different reasons. And your response to those things can also either lift you up or drag you down. So you can respond, you as you can be a, if you want to throw shit right back at the people throwing shit at you and be a fighter and feel like that's your personality, but you have the opportunity to turn people off to that response. If you want to continue to love, help hold yourself at a level of professionalism, you have an opportunity there for people to see you as a professional and then have the opportunity to sort of read what's been put out there in the world about you um, and whether it comes from someone who's is being mature or being logical and really trying to file a legitimate complaint because they have a business relationship with you or someone who's really just throwing shit. And then your response as a business professional can put, can really separate your response to what there is, what they're saying and essentially negate what they're saying because you've proven them to only be trying to stir it up as opposed to a legitimate complaint. The same goes with, proper responses to legitimate complaints. Sorry to hear that we just got your order messed up. How can we make it up to you? We're willing to do what we need to do to make you a happy customer, et cetera. Um, and even that has balance because at some point you'll figure out people over and over and over again complain because they get free stuff, right? Be careful about that. But put your brand and your professionalism forward in front and and be prepared. Understand how far you're willing to go when mistakes are made. Understanding if you're going to respond or not to the shit throwers. And definitely trying to figure out if someone's coming at you from an angle or if it's a legitimate business complaint. These philosophies, the ideas of what you should and shouldn't respond to, etc. That's the kind of work you should be doing on a weekend. When you're not taking away from your day-to-day operations of making money and creating profit for your business, but instead working on the long-term vision and, and scope of your brand, not just your business, but the whole brand. So when you take all these things and put them together, when you take about crisis communication protocols, when you talk about how to respond to negative uh, interactions on social media or reviews, etc. And when you think about succession planning and how the business moves into the future and how things should adapt and change when players come and go, these are all long-term visions that A, you need to do offline and not in the normal process of the day. And number two, you need third-party help to make sure you get it done right. Good luck. I'm not sure you know, I'm not sure you know, I'm not sure you know, I'm not sure you know.